Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today. Now verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Now here the Holy Ghost said something. Let's just say a little bit about this and come back to it later. Notice under what conditions that the Holy Spirit said something. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan wraps up his teaching on how you can be led by the Spirit of God, Volume 1. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Now we read in Acts 27, story of Paul on board the ship, or is boarding the ship, on his way to Rome to appeal his case before Caesar. Now I want you to see something here now. Acts 27, nine, verses 9 and 10. Now when much time was spent, when sailing was now dangerous because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive. Now, he didn't say, I've got a revelation. He didn't say, the Lord told me. He didn't say, the Lord revealed to me. He said, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage not only to the lading and the ship, but also of our lives. Now that was just an inward witness that he had. He just had that inward witness. Paul didn't say the Lord told me. See, if God had spoken to him by his spirit, he would have said, he, the, he told me. He, he doesn't say the spirit said. Now you'll read here in the Acts of the Apostles the other time, and we'll get into them in a minute, one of those, where the scripture said, as they fasted and prayed, the spirit said something. But here the spirit didn't say anything. Paul just perceived that. How did he perceive it? By this inward witness. He perceived. He didn't say the Lord told me. It doesn't say the Spirit of God said anything to him. He said, I perceive. Well, now, who was the I there? He said, I perceive. He's not talking about his body. He's not talking about his mind. He's talking about the real man on the inside, his spirit. He picked that up in the spirit. He perceived in his spirit. It was the spirit of man, the man on the inside that, that perceived that, that had this inward witness concerning this voyage will be with hurt and much damage. If they'd listened to Paul, they'd have been better off, wouldn't they? But they didn't follow that. Paul didn't perceive it mentally. He didn't perceive it spirit physically. But in his spirit, he had this witness. There was a family, an individual, in fact, said to me, they went out to eat. Took the wife and children. And uh, they were sitting there in the restaurant eating, you see. I mean, they'd already ordered, you know, they're drinking their coffee or iced tea, whatever. Some things had already been bought to the table. And, you know, how kids are. They went ahead and prayed to kids, you know, because they ordered something that's quickly prepared. And they got it first and already started eating. Suddenly, the man said, I just jumped to my feet and I said to him, this rush home. They said, why? He said, I don't know. Just got a nerd. Just got a wit. Just got a perception. We should. And so they rushed home. And he, he didn't know what it was, but he rushed into the house. When he did, a fire had started. You see, if it waited, everything had been burned, but it just small, he was able to put it out. Blessed be God. That was a witness of the Spirit. See, if we become more spirit conscious, a lot of things, you know, that we said, well, God did that. He had some purpose in it. <laughs> no, we missed it because we didn't listen. 
You can't find that anywhere in the Bible where these things happen. The Bible said God did that to teach them something. You'll find if they'd listen, just like if they'd listen to Paul here, they'd have saved the ship, they'd have saved the merchandise. As it was, they lost the whole thing. Like they lost all their lives. They were in peril and in danger and would have eventually lost their lives if they hadn't started to listen to Paul. Sure, God's not our enemy. He's trying to help us. He's not working against us. He's working for us. No wonder that people are confused. Bless their heart. I was preaching a certain place and the preacher his church had burned down. They had just built a new addition. $200,000 addition. Refurbished the old auditorium. and $200,000 addition to the thing. $200,000 don't sound big now, but brother, back there then, it'd be like $750,000 million now. Some way or another, they made a mistake and didn't even have the thing injured. Run out on them. Thing burned to the ground. He didn't know where the God or the devil burned it down. God's not going around burning down churches. He's going around building them up, putting them up. That's the devil did that. But God overruled it and things worked out fine for them. Praise the Lord. But God didn't burn it down. But it's no wonder people are confused if the ministry's confused along this line. Now, here is a statement in Acts 13 chapter will help us further in receiving guidance from God. Paul had this perception. We'll call it a witness. But here in Acts 13, 1 and 2, Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. And it goes on to list the names of five men. Among them was Barnabas and Saul. Now verse 2, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Now here the Holy Ghost said something. Let's just say a little bit about this and come back to it later. Notice under what conditions that the Holy Spirit said something. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted. I wonder sometimes if we would do more ministering to the Lord and fasting if he wouldn't say more to us. This is the kind of atmosphere where the Holy Ghost can speak to us. We need to minister more to the Lord. You ever notice so many of our service, we don't minister to the Lord, we minister to one another. Not to the Lord, they minister to the Lord. Now, how he spoke, it doesn't say. It could have been that one of the prophets spoke out what the Spirit of God said. But for him to do so, the Spirit would have to say it to him. When the Holy Spirit speaks, it'll be a little more authoritative than the inward witness, and it's more authoritative than what we call the inward voice. Now, I'm going to talk about this inward voice next. When he speaks to it, you're, speaks, you're not hearing it with your physical ear, though to you it's just as real as though he spoke physically. In fact, I've looked around and said, who said that? People around me said, I never heard anything. Sometimes I've said to people, did you hear that? Going along in the car. And they look at me and said, no, I didn't hear anything. But you see, I'd heard with my physical ears the authoritative voice of the Spirit of God speaking. Now, let me repeat it. The inward witness is the most common way the Holy Ghost leads us. Now, number two, the inward voice. Sometimes the inward witness and the inward voice are, are related. The Holy Ghost leads us through what is known as the inward voice. Now, when I say inward voice, I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit speaking as we just read here where, where the Holy Ghost said something. That's more of an authoritative voice. Sometimes we call that inward voice a still, small voice. 
really, much of the time, it's the voice of our own spirit speaking to us, our conscience. But you see, that voice is the voice of our spirit, but that voice is passing on to our minds what our spirits have picked up from the Spirit of God that's in us. Now, let me, let me tell you, you know, all I know to do is just teach people how I got there, and if you want to get there, well, then you can get there. I mean, if somebody wants to go to Oklahoma City, I can tell you how I got there. I've been there. And it's up to you. If you want to go, well, you can. <laughs> if you don't, why well, just don't go. But I'll tell you how I learned. I, I didn't know these things any more than you did. Or, or we, never, we weren't taught these things. But I began to learn those things on the bed of sickness 40 some odd years ago. Now, for instance, I can remember the first time, and, and I, did, I, I knew it was God, all right. Yet it wasn't an authoritative voice. It was just an inward, still, small voice. We say in our hearts, I don't mean this physical heart, in our, our spirits, the heart, the center of our being. And I knew it was the Lord. You see, Jesus said, when the spirits come, he'll not speak of himself. Whatever he hears, that shall he speak. Whatever he hears Jesus say, he'll speak it. Well, he may speak it where you actually hear it with your spirit, or he just may speak it to your spirit. You didn't hear it, but then the voice of your own spirit, which is that still small voice, or your inward voice, or your conscience, will speak that to you. Now, I, I know I was born again. I was, I, I was in church all my life. I can't remember the first time I went to church. As far as I know, I've been going to church all my life. I can't remember, see, because my folks went to church. And, and I was brought up in the Southern Baptist Church. I can't remember the first time I prayed. It's just as far as I can remember, I prayed all my life. I was taught to pray. Then not only that, but before I reached the age of accountability and sin, my spirit was in tune and in contact with God. All children's spirits are. Now, wait a minute, this is clear something up as far as. I heard some ignoramus. And I don't know, I don't mean to be unkind, but I have strong feelings about these things because they're so misleading. Some ignoramus preaching on the radio. He said the children of all unsaved people are lost and going to hell. Even little babies. And if the rapture takes place, the little babies and the little children, you see, those you haven't reached the age of accountability, they, they'll not go in the rapture. Yes, they will. I'll prove it to you. Got your Bibles there? Can you read? <laughs> All right, open your Bibles here to Romans. To the seventh, eight chapters. Look at verse 9 of the seventh chapter of Romans. For I was alive. You're not talking about physical life, you're talking about spiritual life. Without the law once. But when the commandment came... Sin revived, and I died. I'm not talking about physical death, I'm talking about spiritual death. Paul said, now let's go back and show you something here. The Spirit comes from God, for God is Spirit. He didn't put an unregenerate spirit into a baby. Are you listening to it? That's part that's like God, he put a part of himself in there. And that baby, every baby, it don't matter if, it don't matter if it's a heathen in Africa. Until they reach an age of accountability where they know right from wrong, their spirit is alive to God. Welcome to Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer called The Legacy Package. This offer begins with the three legacy books by Kenneth E. Hagan. These include the titles Believer's Authority, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God, and The Name of Jesus. But if you would rather listen to the messages instead, we're offering the CD series with the same legacy titles for the same price. The books are at the special price of $40, or get the CDs that are also for the same price of $40. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Hey, listen, I want to talk to you for a moment about becoming a Word Partner with us. We call them Rhema Word Partner. You say, well, what is a Word Partner? It's somebody that prays for us regularly and sends us an offering at least once a month to help support Port Rhema. Now, there's not, there's not a stipulation on how much. It's whatever you can afford to send each month to help us to, to keep the message and keep the Rhema Bible Schools going all over the world. If you're really interested in being that, and I want to thank you that are. We have many, many, many of you that yes. are. But I want to thank you that are wanting to become a partner. You go to rhema.org slash WPC and all the information's there and you can become a partner with us. And I want to thank all of you and everyone that helps us. Monday, Kenneth Hagan will start a new and powerful teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.